Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers, episode 34. Tonight we're digging into Tool's 1996 album, Anima. How are we tonight? Great. How Great. are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Yep. Just getting ready here. I got my family's taking off uh, tomorrow for a five-day camping trip, and I'm so excited that I get to stay home and get my to-do list projects done because I won't have kids under my feet. So That's exciting times, man. I'm stoked, yeah, dude. Yeah, you're going to be able to the crank list is long. it and you're going to be able to eat pizza and walk around in your underwear for the entire time. Pretty much. Play your get fiddle loud. <laughs> as loud as possible. Start working on the uh, the studio bunker here a little bit. Yeah. So bits and pieces. Whoa. Yeah. That time is rare. Oh, yes. <laughs> like once yeah. a year. I remember <laughs> people telling me about this like before Otto came and I was like, yeah, yeah. I can carve out time whenever I want. It is so true. <laughs> it's so true. No. Yep. Yeah. So that's good, man. Enjoy. Enjoy that. Definitely. What about you guys? <sighs> what For what? What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> There's father life right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I went to. I'm so tired. I went to, I went to Home Depot with Otto today, and I love doing that because he yep. gets so excited. He just like all you need is like bright lights, and the child yep. is just like in like he's in his glory, just like. <gasps> and I've had and Dude. I went to buy a hose and like all the old ladies are coming up to him and just like, oh, your, your baby is so cute. And he's loving it and he's just hamming it up and, oh, he loves Home Depot <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, wait till, wait till Halloween Home Depot happens oh and, and he's going to, it's going to blow his I mind. <laughs> yep. Then you got to take him to like the kids it's, workshops it, where he's going to build like the sailboat or whatever. And then. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do some of that. Show them how to use PL four hundred and <laughs> Couple, get some tiling classes. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daddy needs a tile a tile shower finished. Get in there. Absolutely, I can't wait for him to like be old enough to cut the lawn. That's the dream. I'm pretty stoked for that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By that time, there's going to be friggin' robots doing it. But like, you know, that's okay too. <laughs> Well, my, my boys are already jumping in trying to vacuum, so that, that helps. I mean, it doesn't last long, but they're, you know, at least they're, they're giving, it, giving it a go. So. so I've heard Dyson makes baby vacuums that little kids love to just, like, use. And it's like a, a, like a thing that parents will just, like, buy them little Dyson vacuums and they'll, like, walk around the house vacuuming for you. Smart. Well, you just get one of those Black & Decker, the... the small handheld cordless ones my kids love dust that the dust buster yeah totally <laughs> start them young yeah that's right <laughs> what, are right, what are we drinking yeah, yeah what's, we got on tap man <laughs> last time it was roads and weather and yeah. 
dog. We're vacuums. organized. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I'll jump in there. Yeah, we. I've got a uh, Whistler Brewing Company, a Butterfly Flower Lager. I saw that today. Okay, I. What a great can it is. I have yet to see that and, one. Cool. Uh, apparently, this is uh, uh, purple. The beer is purple, so I got a glass, and I just want to pour it out and just see what it looks like because. Ooh. Uh, oh man, it's like <laughs> if I could describe this. It's like magic. Yeah, like, look at that. Yeah, you guys can see it, but like Whoa. pouring out. Double rainbow. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so That's I'm awesome. Man. Try some of that, and then I've got a. How Sound Brewing Company Super Jupiter Mango ISA. An nice. India An India session. Sour. No, oh, Session nice. Ale. I looked that up. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So uh, 4.5% for that one and 5% for the Purple Beer Prince Beer. So uh, I'll see how these go. That's what I got. Nice. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's, it's so rare that I pour beer or ale into a glass anymore i just drink it out of the tall boy so you know how, how many of these things that we drink normally are secretly colored <laughs> yeah, we don't know just pounding that shit it's green <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> these these <laughs> got something I, I don't i don't even know about I, I i just i don't even could be something something yeah. really cool i've never heard of i don't know something cool <laughs> i've never heard of absolutely um yeah, well i probably wouldn't yeah. have noticed it but it's it literally says on the side of the can that the color is purple if purple of peace and that's the wicked yeah. and it's not bad like it, it tastes different like something i've never tried before so there we go cheers to that we go. look at that look looks like a cup of kool-aid right there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like say now now we're gonna go from the uh the alcohol uh content race to the who's got the coolest yeah, color yeah ale. there you go uh, there's my there's the bar it's been set purple beer prince there beer dang peace peace brother <laughs> drop drop your mic man i think you got it <laughs> boom yes what do you guys got Go ahead, oh, Dan. Fuck. How do how do you follow up this? Um, well, bring bring it, man. Bring it. I got it. a uh, Tofino Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, Dimension Ascension. It is a dry hopped pale, five point five. The can is kind of a little. It's kind of crazy. Got some northern right. lights and rainbows and red moons and cool. Everything that you can experience at Tofino, I would imagine. <laughs> so high. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so I'm working on that one right now. Um, what else do I got here? I've got... This one caught my eye, probably because of the color of the can. I have no idea what color the beer is, but this is Electric Bicycle Brewing Company. Don't think I've ever heard of them. Um, and then in brackets, it says, insert art here. So, well, that's kind of lazy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I bought it. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I judged this book by the cover. Um, it's a maximum <laughs> effort IPA. Um, it is a six point nine. So I'm assuming it's a it's a pretty decent IPA. I think that'll be my next one. And sorry, Dane, where's that out of? Where are they out of? Ah, uh, they are. I'm assuming Vancouver, but 
da, 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 da. You know. Yeah, Vancouver, 20 East 4th, Vancouver. Right on. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, it seems like someone out of Vancouver made this. But it's probably super tasty. And yep. um, the next one is really interesting because um, it was, the other day I was just like on Twitter. I go to on Twitter from time to time and just like put in like Comox Valley just to see what popped up. And there was this thing about Dr. Woods. And so Dr. Woods is the uh, orthopedic surgeon in town. And uh, he's even <laughs> checked out my knee when I had like a thing going on with it. He's a, he's a pretty cool dude. Anyway, he's got um, a brew house out in Saskatoon. Oh, sorry. This is Regina, out of Regina. And um, this is his beer. So he's um, he's got it in the beer store that I go to. It's called Warehouse Brewing Company. And this okay. is a Queen City Kolsch. And looks pretty cool. So, yeah, Dr. Woods, if you're listening, I got... I'm repping your beer, man. <laughs> it better be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you that, get in return from an orthopedic surgeon for a plug oh. like that? What, what, what's for free from an orthopedic surgeon that you would I want? If I, break, <laughs> if I break my hip, then. <laughs> free hip know, replacement. <laughs> yeah. No, but 10% off. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Mike, which okay? What well, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna crush it this evening. This is the the first, probably one of the first podcasts in a long time that I haven't had an IPA. Uh, so yeah, first I'm working on from Phillips Brewing Co. It is a Dino Sour Blackberry Sour Ale. It's a 4.2 percent, and they are out of Victoria. Victoria, nope. No, wait, that's wrong. So it's Victoria Street, Government Street, Victoria, BC. Yeah, Victoria, cool. Right arm. One of the coolest cans yeah, that's awesome. I've seen in a very long time and easily the best sour I've ever had. Do you think one artist It's fantastic. Is, oh, sorry to cut you off there. Um, do you guys think that one person does all the art for the Phillips cans too? I haven't dug into it yet, but uh, that's something that we should definitely yeah, get into. Yeah, because it, it kind of seems like there's a common thread between those cans almost, yeah. you know, and maybe not yeah. every single one because I maybe I missed a few, but might be something cool to check out. But yeah, because those cans are always cool. like eye-catching. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Got to stand out. But yeah, it's uh, it's like I said, it's probably the, the best sour I've ever had so far, so. And number two is I'm joining you with the How Sound yeah. Brewing. And these guys have the coolest names for all of their, for, for each offering. Yeah. Most of them are like movie quotes or, or something like that. Uh, this one is the You're My Boy Blue. Yes. <laughs> Which Blueberry is? Blueberry Wheat Ale. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. You're My Boy That's Blue. You're My Boy. Two old school references in less than... 10 minutes. We were rolling tape on that, weren't we? Before? Something I cool? hope so, because I was pushing yeah. that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that one was pre-planned, so yeah. There you go. 
some house sound, and I'm topping it off with a uh, something from the great one. Oh yes. Oh, is that? Uh, yeah. So we've got from Wayne Gretzky Craft Brewing number ninety nine. He ha- they have a uh, I think they've got five or six in their line right now. This was the only one I was able to find at this point, but it's a premium lager brewed with rye grain. And it is, it's very unique. Like, it, <laughs> does it say that you, on the you, can, they, or is this your? No, opinion? no, no, no. This is this is just, this is just what I'm going just through. Just like now. me, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> no, but just like me, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> it's great, just like me. It is great, like the great one. No, it's uh, it, it's got malted barley and malted rye, and. It's just very different, man. Really? Like it's, I, I haven't had uh, that I can remember a rye grain based. Is that like a uh, lager kind of, like with the whiskey barrel? Uh, and like the aged... well, that's like a Scotch ale, right? That's more oh, of yeah. a Scotch, I think. Yeah. I always thought it was anyway. The... But yeah. So this is a pilsner. No, it's a lager. Oh, it's, a lager. it's a premium lager. And it looks like it's brewed in Kelowna. So, oh, yeah. really, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I contacted them uh, a couple days ago to try and get someone, one of the reps on the show, and so I got some emails and some back and forth and to do here. So, holy cow, that'd be Are cool. We get the great do one. Do a deep dive. Get the great one on the. Do a deep dive. Why oh, not? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Oh, I, I've, I've still got a few <laughs> of my my Wayner memorabilia pieces. I still got my Wayne Gretzky doll. Some, oh, cool! Yeah, it's still got all this wow. like the stick, the 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 gloves, everything. Holy fuck! You got? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the doll has the gloves? Yeah, yeah. I thought you had like side actual gloves. And sticks. Oh no, 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 oh, no, nothing like that. I got none <laughs> of that. No, it feels like it, it. Did you ever come across a Wayne Gretzky rookie card when you were a kid? Did anybody have one? Like, <sighs> I think I saw I, one I, somewhere once. Yeah. I think I have one, but it's beat up pretty bad, Whoa. so it's not with oh, shit. No way. Yeah. I'll have to dig. I'm pretty sure I've got one. They're worth like six figures in good condition, right? In good condition. Mine is not good condition. <laughs> Unfortunately. Future you, you know, is... Go, going back to being like eight, <laughs> or, eight or nine, collecting all these hockey cards, thinking, you know, when I'm 40, I'll be able to sell them all. And that was just right at the point where they were so mass produced that they're just not worth oh, shit yeah. or... If you can find the older ones, there, you know, it's it's tough to find anything that's not beat up. You yeah. put them in your like bicycle spokes because it sounded like a motorbike. Yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> have you seen one? Me? No, I don't yeah. think I have. But it feels like it was like a you know white buffalo when you were a kid. Like somebody had seen one or somebody had one, and or it was just yeah. like a rumor, right? That. Yeah. Oh, can I see it? Can he bring it to school one day? No, man, he's not gonna bring it to school. And then it's you don't, you know, you don't even know if it's real. <laughs> I mean, I think I, you don't even know. I think I had a Grant Fuhrer rookie card at one point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think I've got a Grant Fuhrer and a Ray Bork as well. Oh, yeah, I think the the Bork is in the the best condition, but. Yeah, I don't know. Have you guys thought, like, do you, Dane, do you still have your comics? Do you have any comics left? You know what? That's that's hilarious. I was just thinking about that today um, because we were talking about 
giving Otto some of our old toys. I've got all my old Lego that he's going to inherit and build wonderful Rad. masterpieces with. I have all my old comic books. So I used to have a giant, well, a giant collection. It was a regular size bedroom wall, but just like the whole <laughs> wall was like mostly Spider-Man. And it was the Tom McFarlane series. Yeah, so I've got all those. Good. I have every single one like in plastic bags, cardboard backed, just like pristine. And um, I'll probably give him the auto when he's old enough. Nice. And he'll nice. do whatever with them. But yeah, they're in a box at my parents' house. Cool. So I've been waiting. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, I can't wait. I'll, I'll have an office and I'll put them up in my office. And yep. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you can still do that, man. You got an office right there. You're sitting in your in your podcast studio. Absolutely. Dress it I up. Could. Dress could. it up. I could. And you know what? I mean, who hangs comic books on their wall anymore? Not, Nobody. Not so many people. No one. <laughs> That's what makes comic it cool, book though. stores. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man drinking purple beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done Absolutely. it. One, wondering, wondering what it feels like when doves cry. Oh, and when you guys were talking, I noticed that it comes with a free sticker too. So, oh man, look at that! Just even right better. off the can. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you. We got to get to the. We got to get to the album yeah. <laughs> eventually, but yeah, yeah. We'll is get it, there. Is we'll the Kool Aid Man the, ju <laughs> the juice? <laughs> Or I saw cup. that. He's the he's cup. both. He's the jar. He's both. He's the jar, man. He's the whole but that entity. Shit never spills. He'll like bust through a wall, and a little bit spills out, and he's good to go. If if he's both, if he's both though, how is he so many different colors? He's only red. In different commercials. He's only ever red. Really? Is he? Didn't they have multiple colors sometimes? I don't think so. I don't remember. I just remember him oh. red. But he's the same. He is the same entity. If you oh, one, yeah. with, you yeah. can't oh, have yeah. one without the oh, other. Yeah, right. You can't yeah. have the jug without the Kool Aid. The Kool Aid without the jug. You just you got that's that's who he is. It's together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my theory. I don't know what I'm talking question. about. I'm just that's my theory. The age old question. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, he's he's got to be like I, he's got to be both. That's like the the Kool Aid is his soul, the jar is his bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can I can go with that. <laughs> All right, we're talking about Tools' second full <laughs> release. This this is going deep here from Kool Aid to Tool. Having a having a Kool-Aid enema. <laughs> Kool-Aid enema. You know what's hilarious? I called this album Enema like up until yep. yesterday. And like you sent me that podcast, which was great, by the way, and made me nervous for tonight yeah. because they covered everything. Like everything. It was like, okay. Um <laughs> since someone's already done it. But um I had no idea it was called Anima. A, a yeah. an, anim, Anima. 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 Yeah. Anima. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, it kind of throws you too, just looking at the font on the album, how the capital A and the capital E are joined. You're not sure if that's just a, a creative, creative art stance or if it's, you know, actually how it was spelt. Yeah. And in 1996, which, you know, who of us was digging into the, the dictionary to find that right. out? It's not like we could Google it. No. 
no. The Webster's Dictionary, the full collection and the <laughs> encyclopedias and the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was enema. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so um, uh, what do you call it? A double entendre. Double meaning. Which is interesting because like um, this album... When I was 16, I took it so fucking seriously. And then just yep. diving back into it, um, it's full of tongue-in-cheek, kind of like, don't take us seriously. Even at one point, um, what's the name of that song? It just says, read between the lines. And it's like, the whole album is so... For me, it was life changing. It was it was something which was really really important as far as my growth into like I guess a different kind of music, and I don't want to call it like new metal or or whatever was kind of happening during that period. It was just it was the next sort of evolution of Tool, and like I think a lot of us listened to Undertow. I know I did. And um, Anima is it was something completely different. They just got to that next level, and it was amazing. A huge leap. Yeah, because yeah, you look at uh, you look at Undertow, and then uh, Opiate. The the I guess technically it was an EP. Uh, right. Going between those two, there wasn't a massive jump. And then you, you know, a couple couple years later, when they when they drop Anima, it was a completely different world. Like they, they just opened up their third eye, kind of deal. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, for, uh, I remember, and I think we talked about this before, but the the video for um, Sober uh, with the claymation yeah. guy, right? That was my my first introduction to Tool, and I never. I never had the album, but I saw that on much music and like it kind of terrified me a little bit. Right. Like it, it was something different. Yeah. Right. But it, yeah. it's it yep. was a scary video. And um, I then I remember when when this album came out and you kind of nailed it, Dane. It's like I think we all kind of have a deep uh, appreciation for this album. Right. And I think it's. um for me at the same time too, it was like a, um, it was like an awakening almost, right? Like it, it was like, I found a totally different wormhole to go down. It feels like, and that's because of this album. Um, and like, I can't really say enough about this album to be honest. Um, but I agree with you too on the tongue in cheek because it kind of messes with your brain. Cause you get so <laughs> ingrained in these unbelievably crushing lyrics and the you know musicianship which is off the charts and then you go into something that is a you know recipe for you know weed cookies or whatever that is right like (laughs) you know it's spoken in german to make you think it's like a nazi connection right but yeah a nazi pep rally almost or yeah yeah and you know like that even that I remember too, like that uh, message from Harry Man, Harry Man, Man back, Harry Man back, yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely terrified me when I was a kid. Like that, <laughs> that, that piano part Shit. with it, yeah, die, yeah, like I crush your balls. 
<laughs> like I mm-hmm. hope you get cancer or like you're gonna get cancer and like yeah, it was just yep. terrifying, right? And like I didn't know until yeah. later. I deal with the black yeah. arts and right. <laughs> yeah. it, it it freaked me out. But then, you know, then they have like intermission music and stuff, and you're like, Well, what's what is this? Like what are the Yeah, you know, yep. when you dive yeah. into it, it's just it's really layered and yeah. So I, I'll stop gushing over it right now, but it just is it was nice to go back to it and listen to it in its entirety. Um, and that's what I love that, you know, this podcast makes, not makes me, but allows me to do is to go back to these albums and love them all over again from the beginning. Um, and, you know, love it even more after doing more deep dives into it. Right. So no kidding. And you know, what was absolutely amazing about this album is that a lot of the times when you, okay, so let's take a look at 96, you know, grunge is kind of like dead and there's some other, you know, music, which is popping up. There isn't really a name for it, um, but it dates itself. Right. Um, I can listen to, um, I don't know, you name whatever fucking Limp Bizkit. I don't know when Limp Bizkit came out, but like that sort of new metal genre is, is mm-hmm. kind of dated as far as like my personal preferences, but oh, definitely, uh, you know, this week I, I put on, you know, first track Stink Fist. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's just <laughs> like, it's powerful and it's not dated. It's like this amazing exercise in tension and release yep. and beautiful and brutal and like all of the things that I thought were like, I mean, the, the hair on my arms is like raised already. Like, you know what? Like yeah. all the things as a 16 year old that I thought was fucking amazing. And then and so many layers that you've never heard before. Exactly. In the same song. And Adam Jones is like tone is this like brutal, like it is crunchy, but like, airy and like just this amazing danny carey is you know um that one drum solo on is it 46 and 2 where he just kind of like goes off the beat a little i don't know what he's doing but i oh, remember I, thinking yeah, like just, <gasps> it blows my mind every single time yeah. like you know and it's like you when you listen to tool overall but really this album too it's it's so tribal like it's just there's so mm-hmm. much tribal stuff. It's like you're in the jungle sometimes, right? Like it makes me feel like that with tools, just like, you know, it's so hot and you're out there in the jungle and then you're listening to that music. But yeah, Danny carries, you know <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though, right? Like it just has that feel to it. Like it's smoky outside. jungle, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's slowly moving. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. Uh uh, man, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, no, Daddy Carey, uh, unbelievable. He's another guy actually who is always in my drumming magazines when I was growing up, right? So uh, I got lots of exposure to him, which was nice, and then kind of a little bit of a gateway to Tool from there. But um, un- uh, unbelievable in my top five of drummers of all time, one hundred percent, hands down. Always has been definitely, yeah. and and even looking looking at his his fills are unreal, where he's doing these full kit like he's hitting everything on his kit in a certain sequence and that's just the fill before he goes into something that's even more crushing or more intricate or more and it's effortless for him right like when you watch his videos of his live stuff or even like his like big firth 
videos, it's mm-hmm. effortless. And like you watch him play Stink Fist, and it, he barely moves, right? Like he barely does wow. anything. And it's and it's cool too because I didn't know that he played the like opening part of Stink Fist on like electronic drum pads. So that's just him playing it in concert. <laughs> And oh, yeah, okay. and it just it, it kind of adds a, another cool factor to it. So cool. that's actually a good segue because it's interesting. You said he doesn't really move when you watch these demos, and I've seen them twice. And if it wasn't for the billion dollar light show that they bring with them, they're kind of like statues. I mean, like Maynard, one of them, he was behind this blue screen or. Yeah, yep. and you just behind the stage, behind yeah. the behind the and drums was, there, behind Carrie, and which is cool, and, and I get it. Like they're a completely different take to like the LA band scene back in the '90s, and they they're you know they're they're different in every way. But sometimes it's like you want to see that that rock and roll show where the guys just like you know whatever sweating blood and you know being a crazy man on stage, but they're a little bit more reserved. Remember like Adam Jones barely moved at all. He just sort of like, you know, nodded his head a couple of times and that was it. And like they're, it's about the experience about is the, the thing. Experience. I mean, it's, you know, they're not Aerosmith or they're not uh Motley Crue or they're not, yeah. you know, that sort of yeah. a <laughs> most definitely <laughs> in the drums. Most definitely. Yeah. But I think I got more out of them from the CD and like, especially the, where I was at that time in my life. And, you know, I was like a young teenager and like playing around with like drugs a little bit. And like this really sort of like made me understand that, you know, there's this whole kind of like psychedelic and it wasn't like hippie shit. Like, you know, I, I loved Woodstock and, and, Mm -hmm. and there was that Woodstock video and, you know, I watched it like time and time again, but this was different. This was like my generation's like psychedelic trippy, your third eye. And then like all yeah, of the crazy super deep artwork that, that they had to kind of like back it up. It was like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then like the Bill Hicks thing, it was just super like trippy on top of trippy on top of trippy. Like and that dude, he was amazing. Right? And like, yeah. This album got me into Bill Hicks, who was also like super amazing. So yeah, it was and yeah. But when you you go to the you go with the the lyrics, a lot of the lyrics off of this are directly based or inspired by yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. But the lyrics are they're unbelievable, right? When you yeah. actually pull apart the lyrics, and you know, it they're they're beautiful. Right. Like it's just that's kind of the only way to describe this whole album and to describe the lyrics. It's just and and there's also if I want to overuse the word beautiful, there are some beautiful guitar chord changes in this in this album. And there's like I can probably pick out maybe like four or five that still give me like the goosebumps too. Right. Like and I feel this is one album that I always, I feel like, I don't know if you guys have these albums that you need to listen to it as loud as you possibly can for that moment. Right. And this is an album that I feel that needs to be absolutely listened to at maximum volume. Right. And (laughs) it just on big proper speakers. Right. And it is, but it's also like dynamically unbelievable. 
right? Like the dynamics that they use and the crescendos that they use in this, it's almost like, I, I don't even know how to describe it, right? Because I find that not a lot of bands are that way, right? They don't show right. contrast and in, in loud to soft. And it feels like it adds so much of a different element, but the, just the crescendos and the things that they do and the, and the, and then the, you know, the polyrhythmic things yeah. tools on another level for me, right? Like that band is just on another, they're a step up from, you know, other bands for me. Especially what was happening during that time. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of like, you know, loud, soft, loud, soft, distorted, clean story mm -hmm. clean just sort of like very binary stuff and like again i said this was like an exercise in tension and like yep. if from from you know like adam jones like playing the what do you call that space between the nut on the guitar and the machine heads like the bling, yeah yeah just like playing that to lead up into you know another guitar part which like gives mm -hmm. Maynard this opportunity to sort of just, you know, like, anyway, it's, it's just like you are, and it, the, the videos mirror the same thing where like I, I was watching, I think it was Stinkfist, I forget. And like, it's this kind of clay looking thing. And that from the forearm to the hand kind of drops off the figure. Yeah. And you want to see yeah. it fall on the ground and break, but it doesn't. You're just like, like, yeah. That's the whole album until like it seems like Maynard just lets you experience that until he like unleashes his power. It's I sound like such a geek right now, but like, it's it's true, man. But and <laughs> it's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre though that they don't write the songs in the same room yeah, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to be on this same page where um, all the music's done and then they send it to to James and he does his thing. Yeah. 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 yeah it's unreal. Absolutely. And it's funny. I mean, it's almost like they've still kept to the same formula because what they released an album a year ago, a year yeah. and a half ago, 2019, uh, fear inoculum or in, in I didn't even check it out because it's like, it's, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's not like it's redundant. It's, but it's, I know what it is. I, what's that? It's like trying to start like, page one on reading war and peace it feels like <laughs> it's the start of like so yeah daunting. it's daunting man like it's taking that first step on everest it's it feels like if you're gonna dive in you're not just like playing the most listened to song on the album and leaving right you can't do that yeah. you got to dive in and you got to have time for it you got to be able to kind of dissect it and take it in you don't just throw it on it feels like and let it go in the background but that's why I think it's, I don't know, it's a journey. So you got to be ready for it. And it feels like we're too busy these days to just kind of get, <laughs> you know, right into that. That's a, one theory on it. But yeah, I don't I know. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Because at face value, you're like, oh, I mean, it sounds kind of like another lateralis sort of, I don't know. But I think you really do need that time to play it 
loud and like when can you do that these days right and just just to like be in the moment and not have your phone out looking at shit and we because we were we were, we could we were afforded that opportunity when we were 16 right we just put it on the disc in our discman put our headphones on and then we ripped out or whatever we did and listened to it but now it's like it's maybe yeah you sort of have to make that time for it, I guess. Well, I yeah. mean, what did you guys think of 10,000 days? Well, well, this this is where I'm fortunate with the job that I have because I can just listen to an album front to back in the, you know, in the span that I'm out walking and delivering, right? right. So, and and with with uh, their, their latest one, um, I didn't enjoy anything other than the last song. Because it was over? That's the only one that I keep going... No, it's the only... In my personal opinion, it's the only solid track on that album. The rest of it, it just seemed like there was too much time in between albums. And uh, I, I just didn't feel it. I mean, when you go from Lateralis in 2001 to 10,000 Days in 2006, and then you have to wait all the way till 2019... While while Maynard's off doing three other projects and making wine, making wine and you know we haven't heard of you know any other project from any other guys, so it's like what are you doing for for all that time while you're dealing with all these legal issues and you know you can't release an album because you got back and forth lawsuits between record companies and all this other crap. So when they finally got it out, it just didn't feel, I don't know, it felt a little disjointed to me or like the songs were longer than they needed to be. Even like almost all the songs on there are over 10 minutes long. Actually, all the songs except for <laughs> one that's like 10 minutes, 20, uh, 11.53, 12.44, 13-something, 15-something. It's a prog I record, mean, man. If, it's a prog rock record. <laughs> if, if they even... No, because I mean, even if you scale down to to what was on Lateralis uh, or on uh, or on Anima, I mean, if you scaled them down to a five, six-minute song, it, it would have it captured better, I think, or it, it would have... Like, it was just too long. Of of not really doing anything when when you look at when you look at uh, Anima and sure it's a six minute song or sure it's a a thirteen minute song but it has a lot of different layers and passages and, and you're running away from some claymation and, fucking crazy yeah thing. totally yeah. maybe too much of a perfect circle bled into I mean I was sort of seeing that in Ten Thousand Days I remember like being so pumped when I picked it up and then like. Yeah, it was about like maybe three or four songs out of it I would listen to again. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just like I had no urgency at all to listen to this mm -hmm. latest one. And it's super strange because, I mean, this band has been so like influential and important in like, I guess, my palette of music. But I don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, you can only have four, four gua. For, for Guo. How do you say that? For Guo. <laughs> <laughs> so much until you fucking get sick, right? So, yeah, I I like Ten Thousand Days. I I'm yeah. still okay with that album. Yeah, there's, but I'm with you. There's probably like you're like three or four songs. There's probably like five or six I could probably take on that album, and then that's good. But I 
but I, 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 when you think about it, you know, you've only got five albums over the history of this band, really, right? Like, and an EP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you're almost like six years between albums. And, you know, like Mike said, I mean, we, we got legal trouble, great, but like, let's figure it out and let's, you know, right. You know, yeah. and, it, and it just feels like they went off and did, or at least Maynard did his own thing and everybody else just kind of was mm-hmm. living off the riches. Well, basically, they they were on complete lockdown. They couldn't release anything, like as under under the name of Tool. Really? What happened? Yeah, uh, there was a lot of legal stuff where they signed contracts early on with a certain record ca- record label, and then they had issues, financial issues. So they sold to someone else, and then they changed the name, and then they flipped to this, and they changed back to the original name, and then someone else bought it, and then they got under Sony, and then BMI, and all this other stuff. So it's just loops and loops and loops. And, you know, it's it's lawsuits and counter lawsuits and unreal, man. The it amount like of money that they had to spend over that time. It feels ridiculous. like they were so well established at that point that they could have probably pulled like the Twitter announcement that we're changing our name to this just to like stick it to the record companies. <laughs> the yeah. symbol like, how badass would <laughs> that have been right yeah <laughs> would have been awesome i would have been in the front of the line for that next album right i don't know it feels yeah, like no yeah. band has ever done that before it was just like we gotta stick it to the man because of this we're now called x and yeah buy our albums and this is what we're called from now on i don't know i don't think I think it would have been massive because their their fan base are so ravenous yeah, that yeah. you know when you when you look at their newest album, so Ten Thousand Days comes out two thousand six, and uh, Fear Inoculum comes out in twenty nineteen. Years later, and yeah. and as soon as it drops, it it comes out number one. Well, first, what about a month before they released all of their previous albums on streaming? Yeah, and then they dropped the new album, and it blew everything out of the water like it was the biggest streamed biggest sold biggest whatever for i don't know a couple months whatever like it knocked out the biggest players like a taylor swift or something like that so yeah which is massive having a 13 year span to okay now we're number one and we're we're a we're were this somewhat obscure to the newer generation, you know, people that were born th- you know, 13 plus years before had no idea who Tool was. And then all of a sudden this explosion, it's, it's unreal. It, yeah. It, it's weird because like, yeah, I, it doesn't really, I don't think that music really translates to this generation or like, it doesn't seem contemporary. You know what I mean? Right. It's now it seems dated. And I don't, I don't understand how something like that could debut. Like, Mm -hmm. because you know, all of us older dudes are like, yeah, fucking tool, man. Like go wear our old shirts from 20 years ago and walk around the place in our underwear when we got time to do so and (laughs) listen to it loud when the kids aren't around and like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's just, it's something that like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've heard enough and I'm good, but it's yeah. nice to revisit, you know, something like 
Anima. Did I say it right? Anima. Anima. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. It was a really good excuse to just like listen to, you know, some fucking metal loud that like back in my eyes, I mean, back in the day in, in my eyes, like really meant something to me. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think with Tool, they're going to catch another wave, you know, when eventually it has to get to a point where the the frame of mind goes back to a certain point where people want to accept it or their 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 minds are open up enough to to dig into that i mean every generation has their own thing and every 10 years is a different wave of popular music and things cycle through and then one day it, it hits you i mean you look back at led zeppelin they were done uh, before Coda, they were done before, you know, we were born. Right. And then yeah. once we get to an age where we can understand what's going on and properly digest it, it's life changing. Fair enough. And I yeah. think that's, I think that's what tools going to be in, you know, 10 years from now kind of deal. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just mm -hmm. hope they don't come back and like, you know, six years later, they're going to be like, it's the 30th anniversary of Anima. And we're going to play it in its entirety. I'd be like, fuck I don't yeah, think coast they would. to coast. I would go, but I yeah. It, it it's it's really it's really weird too. I mean, when when I first got into them, uh, you go back to you you get a, a it's like reading a book as opposed to seeing watching a movie. So when you listen to this, you have certain ideas in your head. You have certain ideas of what the characters are like in the story or the 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 depth of it, and then. When you hear they're coming to to your town to see live, it's like I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to change that idea and see them as humans, you know, yeah. on stage. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but when when I went to, I've, I've only saw them once, and that was uh, their Lateralis tour with with uh, Mashuga opening for them. Right. And it sure. was, it, it was it was it was not what I had expected, and it was everything that I had hoped it could be because how you talked about before Maynard's behind the stage and the big thing is the light show and the, the screen, just the visuals, just the Crazy visuals of Alex it Gray all around stuff everywhere. And unreal, yeah. unreal. Yeah. And, and I, I, I keep going back. I remember a point in the show where you're so into the show and it's, there's so many levels going on and you look from the stage into the crowd and this is way back before they had, you know, cell phones were a huge thing and people would put their cigarette cigarette lighters in the air yeah. and that sort of. <laughs> and, and, and anytime in the crowd that you could see people lighting their, their cigarette lighter, there was like tracers coming off of it. Yeah. And I mean, you go, you're completely sober at this show, but it's, it's, there, there's other things and other levels that kind of change you, right? Yeah. Uh, definitely. I, I think this, like mm -hmm. this band, especially for me anyway, really sort of allowed me to, you know, let that stuff happen. Although like a lot of the time I did, like this was sort of the band that got me into, you know, experimenting yep. with psychedelics and it yep. really did resonate with me. But, you know, that aside, I do remember being like at work or like at home and just like listening to it and being like, taken to a different place you know like the the yep. lyrics where it's like um the coast of arizona or something like that 
Arizona Bay. Arizona Bay. Yeah. And like, just like yeah. everything being washed away. And like, in my 16 year old mind, I was like, fuck yeah. I want to see yeah. them all drown. And like, <laughs> fuck California. Like, like, just giant earthquake. The whole thing sinks. And yeah, you've got beachfront property in Arizona. <laughs> right. That's, that's, and yeah. just like, you know, the distaste for, whatever was happening during that time and like me being 16 who knows what like set me off but it was right there with maynard and like mm-hmm. you know i think that was the song where he's like try and read between the lines he doesn't actually want like yep. a giant tsunami to come take california away but i remember yeah. thinking like yeah like that is something which is is you know i think to someone who was impressionable and young and just like given that kind of art to like blow your mind like it it just like blew my mind wide open like even to think about like that whole state being underwater and being washed away and like this sort of purity kind of theme like yeah wow yeah and i think to dane though like it still goes to this day like i think it's kind of like you know it's still transferable to us now because I even think back when we were talking about like Soundgarden, Super Unknown, those lyrics meant something to us at age 15, 16 years old, um, right. 14, whatever it was. But these meant something at age 16, age 17. And even when I listen to them to the day, they're, they, they're crushing, man. Like they're just, when you actually read them through while you're like, if you read through it while he, you're listening to him sing, it's there's no there's nothing like it you know when you realize what he's what you thought he was saying or singing and then you actually see what the word is and you're like oh like that just makes it totally different or that changes everything for me right like yeah it just is it is important you know especially on an album like this i find right because i find that the lyrics are very important as this whole package of of this of this album right or and tool overall for the most part absolutely but, and yeah. he's a master at it oh like unbelievable he, it, it's just like and i think for me that's sort of what sets pop me and like they were pop music like if you can believe like you know they won grammys for this song i think he won a grammy for best male performance or whatever like this yeah, shit they was, did grammys for artwork yeah. they had grammys for yeah unreal this was in the popular zeitgeist and like the shit that he was saying and the way that he was like tongue-in-cheek giving people like this very weird alternative like perception on this stuff and 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 at the same time explaining it in a way which was so like visceral and real you don't get that shit anymore you just don't get artists like that anymore and that's fine but i think for me it was just like right age right time perfect storm like holy fuck like there is way more out there as far as like what my little brain has comprehended thus far yeah and, yeah and yeah, you know what? I, I went back perfect. to the albums of 1996 because i wanted to see what else came out that year ah, right because awesome. uh, you know because i just wanted to see but like you know this Gold is mind. like you know uh nirvana from the muddy banks of wishka so they're done right um, yeah <laughs> Soundgarden down on the upside comes out that year so they're done right right uh pearl jam is already on to no code so like yeah. that they're done right and as far as their completely their feet, different right? path stp yeah. is doing uh tiny music 
you know, their, their kind of yeah. peak is done too, right? They're moving on. So like, and then it's like Tupac's double album, the Fuji's, the score, um, right. Beck, right. Beck Odelay. Um, uh, yeah. And then tool, right. It, it, it just yeah. like, it kind of is, it, it's very out of place amongst all these other albums. And you're like, huh, like this is totally like nothing else on this whole landscape. Right. Like, and I think that that's kind of when they hit that lightning or cut that lightning in the bottle kind of thing. Right. And it just was right place, right time for that second album. And I know that they, they were around before that, but it took it to the next level, I think on this album. Right. And then went from there. Yeah. yeah. And you know, what's weird. I mean, that was their second album. And I remember thinking like, these, these guys have been around forever. Right. Like they had the EP and I think I remember hearing it cause I had all their cousins and uncles and whatever. My cousins were really into tool. They had like tool stickers on the back of their trucks. Remember that. Mm-hmm. And, um, cool. but like it had seemed like they had been out forever since then, because I mean, how many videos did undertow get? How many videos did they? Uh, I think there was, there was, there was two videos from sober Undertow. There was sex. Uh, prison sex and sober. Right. Yeah, prison sex. I don't think so was not- could could be shown in on TV. It was probably on too much for much. Right, that was too much. Well, for the, it's well, it, it's funny <laughs> though. It's much. funny though because the how I discovered. Yeah. Well, how Let's I discovered those this two videos. Questionable material, Canada. <laughs> What do you think of this? What's Next your vote? scene is electric circus with but, somebody wearing absolutely nothing and shaking it in the face of the camera. And you're like, uh, I'll keep it on here for a bit. Yeah. Electric circus. <laughs> but anyways. But I, I mean, with, with these two songs, you, you know, you, you heard the songs before, kind of. Yeah. But I mean, the, the biggest standout for those two videos were uh, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And their their commentary videos for the for those and and that stuck with me till this day. Yeah, <laughs> it just made an extra level cooler. Are those available know. on any streaming service? Have you seen them? Uh, no, but I have a I have all of them on. I I, I got a, a a torrent thing that I found, and somebody did a, a whole collection of it. You can't find them on so YouTube. I've got all the. I have all the videos. No, you can't. Oh, you got Some of them, but not all of them. I have all of them. Wow. So. Wow, dude. How big is that file? It's pretty big. It, There's like two separate files. Is it yeah. Shareable? And someone's fucking Bitcoin it's like, it's mining like off of your computer gossip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. I I love that show. And like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. I mean, that is that time. Beavis and Butthead, crazy shit, smoking weed, just laughing it up. Yep. And uh, Tool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good pick. Good pick. I, it's another one that, you know, I think we've all listened to a billion times, but it's nice to go back to listen to it in its entirety. And I listen to it, you know, on different speakers. I listen to it with headphones. I listen to it in a couple different ways. And it was... It was kind of cool too because it even that that AE even showed up on my truck like dashboard. It even had that symbol on it. Oh, cool. yeah, the font, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm like that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what's the be- what's the best way to listen to it? What's like, oh, headphones what's was, was for sure. Headphones, headphones. was yeah, yeah the best way. Obviously, it was just like yeah, but 
it, it was just neat to listen to it on different levels, right? When you're kind of going through these albums. But, uh, you know, another solid choice. It was fun to go back to it. Sweet. Uh, Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I kind of like. He's looking old, hey. Oh yeah, haggard. But, but I like how you said that that thing was for like cleaning up sloppy playing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> uh, I thought it was like a capo or something like that, but I, I've never seen that before. Capo, Dave Mustaine. All right, no. This one's. Uh... <laughs> This one's a little little light one for you. I gotta put the capo on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the hair is still red. Hey, he's like, he looks like a ghost mm-hmm. with a beard. The reds, <laughs> yeah, the white beard and the red do. Yeah, a ghost with a beard. It's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fucking contrived because he's like, you. When have you ever seen that man with a Gibson guitar? never right like fuck off about about six months ago (laughs) six months ago gibson paid him a shit ton of money to sign on and yeah it's it's bad Uh, and the the only one that looks good out of the three model or out of the yeah out of the three models is one you can't buy and that's the one that he has oh yeah it's a specific custom shop one and the rest of them are just crap uh it's funny it's funny (laughs) Oh, I like that one. I should buy that V. Oh, sorry. You can't buy that. Dave's got the only one. <laughs> Dave Mustaine <It's> exclusive. <laughs> 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 